Though tort reform has been an elusive goal for some states and Congress on the federal level, health reform will bring grants to come up with alternative medical liability reform initiatives. But meanwhile, some medical care providers, doctors, and hospitals across the country have started to develop their own answers. You're listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, your host, and joining me today is Max Brown. Mr. Brown has served as Vice President and General Counsel to Rush University Medical Center in Chicago for the past 25 years. In his role, he oversees a staff of healthcare, corporate, and transactional attorneys who respond to the variety of legal challenges confronting one of the nation's largest and better-known academic medical centers. A graduate of DePaul University School of Law and an undergraduate degree from the University of Iowa, Mr. Brown currently holds an academic appointment as Associate Professor in the Health Systems Management Department in the College of Allied Health at Rush University. He's also held adjunct faculty appointments at Loyola University School of Law and Dominican University. He has been an active writer and speaker in the area of health law, ethics, and alternative dispute resolution. We're so happy to have him join us today from his offices on Chicago's west side at Rush University Medical Center. Max Brown, welcome to ReachMD Radio and XM160. Nice to talk to you, Bruce. Well, this has been a big issue in health reform, basically because tort reform wasn't in health reform. And I remember the President of the United States came to the American Medical Association meeting over a year ago and talked about it. And the bad news is, is that they're not for tort reform, but in health reform, they talked about certain alternatives, health courts, grants, and so forth. But you're going to tell us a little bit about perhaps what some people can do if they get a grant, but more importantly, what Rush did on its own to mitigate liability. I'd be glad to. Actually, back in 1995, Bruce, what happened is that we, this may sound sort of implausible, but we found it difficult to settle cases. We actually had money that we wanted to provide to injured patients, and we found there really was not an appropriate forum for to have those discussions. And so what we did is we established that forum, and we called it our Rush Mediation Program. People may be aware of the term mediation. Mediation is where you sit down on a table across from each other, talk out your differences, and with the help of a facilitator, a mediator, you might be able to come to a resolution. And do some people term that, I mean, as a health a court, you know, you hear these buzzwords, I mean, because it's an independent person that comes in, or is it a Rush employee? It is. Actually, we have two panels of mediators. We have retired judges who have worked with the circuit court, or we have co-mediators. We have the co-mediators are experienced plaintiff's attorneys and defense attorneys who work with each other to help us come to resolution. Now, that's different from what has been described as a health court because the basic elements of a health court is for, one, that you, there would be full-time judges, there would be neutral experts that would be called in to help decide cases, there would be an enterprise liability or a very liberal standard of recovery, and finally there would be scheduled limits on non-economic damages, and that's quite different from what our mediation program is about. Our program is completely voluntary. And so on how does that work? I mean, is it such that if I'm a doctor out there listening and I'm part of a group practice, can they do that on their scale? Does it have to be hospital-based? What's sort of one of the more simple ways that you let people know this? They can do it on their own, and that's one of the things that we want to do. We wanted to have a program that actually could be duplicated elsewhere, and it has been duplicated elsewhere. And what we do is that we simply sit down 
The idea was to sit down across the table from each other and talk out your differences. The plaintiff will have a short period of time to tell about the strengths and weaknesses of his or her case. Uh, the defense counsel will talk about the strengths and weaknesses of our case. And then we have the mediator have breakout sessions. We negotiate exactly how much we're going to compensate the patient. And usually we're able to do that within three or four hours. And if we do resolve a case, then we come back into the room. In addition to confirming the settlement, I apologize to the patient for the error that occurred and the injury that has occurred to them. And that's interesting because for folks out there listening in Chicago, it might not be as bad as the political pundits had talked about during healthcare reform as such a hotbed for plaintiffs' attorneys and liability costs. But here's an area where a hospital in Chicago was able to deal with this on their own. And I was doing a little homework and reading some of your material. And this is from 10 years ago, but they said at any given time, Rush is a defendant between 175 and 200 pending tort cases, and and I have to believe that that's the situation that people face across the country. That's right. At any given year, Bruce, we receive somewhere between 35 and 40 lawsuits. Since uh, 1995, we have mediated 130 cases, which means about eight cases per year, and we've had over 90% success rate. How does that work? I mean, is it a situation where if you're only able to mediate, I mean, you'd probably like to mediate all of them. Not necessarily, because we will mediate cases in which our defense is somewhat weak, and we'll mediate cases where the plaintiff's case is somewhat weak. In other words, the plaintiff and we will mediate cases where the result is unpredictable. But where there is a possibility, there is some reason for we as a defendant to compensate the patient. We will not mediate a case which is completely defensible. In fact, we've been able to reallocate defense costs to trying cases. And another statistic is the fact that in the last five years, Rush has not lost a case that we have taken to trial. Not a single case. Not a single case in the last five years. In Cook County. In Cook County. <laughs> so, well, that's, that's an impressive record. Yeah. Well, which means is that we're settling the right cases and we're also defending the right cases. Now, if you say that people have looked upon this as a model, have there been individual physician groups that have tried this as well? Other hospitals have done it, but there's certainly no reason why, certainly in Cook County, the plaintiff's bar and the defense bar are now after, since 1995, are very used to this program. Essentially, the same program has been adopted by the Circuit Court of Cook County, so other individuals can certainly do this on their own. And how much has Rush saved in terms of dollars since 1995? We've done it in different ways. We've had reduced defense costs by about 25% as far as those cases that we would otherwise go through a more lengthy discovery. We have compared like cases as far as verdicts and mediated results. We have saved substantially as far as that is concerned because when we take a case to trial, the results can be unpredictable, and there are situations in which there can be substantial losses. So we've saved that money as well. There's also just the reduced cost of taking a case to mediation as opposed to trial. Generally, we spend about $1,500 on a mediation, whereas a trial can cost anywhere between $50,000 to $250,000. It's amazing. 
If you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, your host, and joining me today is Max Brown. Mr. Brown is the general counsel to Rush University Medical Center in Chicago, and we're talking about Rush's efforts. They took this into their own hands to mediate medical malpractice cases. Now, the buzz across the country is about health courts, liability reform, not happening. It's not passing in different states. Matter of fact, it was just thrown out in Illinois. And so providers are taking matters in their own hands. And there was something in healthcare reform that I wanted to talk to Mr. Brown about, about how they're talking about grants and so forth for maybe states to take on projects like this. Any thoughts on that, Mr. Brown? Is this a program that you have you could go get a grant for? You've already started it. We could obtain a grant, I'm sure, as far as this is concerned. We've not, because quite frankly, It's been very successful here. The idea of getting money for a program that is up and running and is successful is not abhorrent to me, but there's no reason to obtain those grants. In fact, I heard about one program in which the government is paying a academic medical center $2.9 million to improve communication between doctors and patients. Now, that's a very worthwhile project, but the fact is you don't need $2.9 million to accomplish that. And What we do need to do are find solutions that do not add as far as any cost is concerned. We feel our program has a minimal expense. That brings me to a good point. Let's just say somebody did want to apply for a grant and they took your concept, you've written about it, (laughs) adopted it as their own and went for the grant. How much expense are you talking about for a hospital or even if I'm a practitioner out there in a specialty group and I wanted to do something like this on my own with 10 docs? Well, here at Rush, we established, because it was one of the first programs of its kind in the country, we sought the help of a Judge Lerner, Jerome Lerner, who was a retired judge here in the circuit court, and we have hired him as a mediation consultant. But that is not absolutely necessary. As I said, the cost of each mediation runs about $1,500, and so that's the cost of this program. And if you're talking about going out and spending $1,500 on mediation, which might be an independent person, as opposed to, what was the figure you quoted on? Oh, a trial could cost anywhere between fifty dollars to $250,000. So quite simply, a group practice out there could go to maybe... Um, well, actually, Bruce, there are a number of very, now there are a number of very skilled mediators in Cook County since this program began. And so there are a number of organizations that offer mediators. And as I say, under the co-mediation program, we use the plaintiff's bar and the defense bar to work together. So there's no shortage of good mediators in Cook County. And what about across the country? If you were a, a physician and you said, hey, you know what, we'd like to get a mediator. I mean, can the physicians go to their local bar association? How would they do that? They could go to the local bar association. They could check out as far as mediation programs. Mediation is very popular in other areas of the law. It's sort of a latecomer as far as medical malpractice is concerned, but mediation has been successful certainly as far as divorces, other areas. And I'm sure that in other parts of the country, they would be able to find good mediators. Well, it seems like the time is ripe for this. I mean, we know you and I are both located in Chicago. We know that tort reform was tossed out by the Supreme Court here for reasons that they gave. I'm not going to go into that. But 
tort reform. It just doesn't seem like it's a political priority given the problems of the country. So it just seems like this would be something that should be gaining some traction right now. Absolutely. But, you know, there are two components of this, Bruce. And one is there are programs that emphasize patient safety, and there are other programs that emphasize patient compensation. Unfortunately, I think there's been a disconnect between patient safety and patient compensation. In some way, there's no question but what we need to improve patient safety. And hospitals and doctors should be supporting every effort we can to improve patient safety. And it seems like even on back to the healthcare reform idea that they're going to have to because everything is going to be reimbursed and paid for in this country based on quality. Exactly. Exactly. So that becomes very important. But, you know, doctors and hospitals and nurses are, you know, no one has ever intentionally hurt a patient in, as far as in my experience. And most doctors and nurses want to provide the best possible care. What does happen, however, is that there are unintended consequences of treatment and patients are injured. And we need, as an industry, as a healthcare industry, we need to sort of stand up and acknowledge the fact that, yes, we do, unfortunately, injure patients and should compensate them fairly. Well, with that, I think that's a good place to end. I'd like to thank Max Brown, who's the Vice President and General Counsel to Rush University Medical Center in Chicago, and I would like to thank him for joining us. We've been talking about Rush's mediation program. They've used it to reduce costs of medical malpractice liability, and it's something that, in lieu of tort reform and other things coming down the pike. It's a program that you might see being replicated across the country as a way to reduce malpractice costs, which a lot of people think is a key driver for healthcare premiums rising across the United States. I'm Bruce Japson. I've been your host, and you've been listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMD online, on demand, and on the air. Please visit us at ReachMD.com. I'd like to thank you today for listening.